baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> That's what Terry Waldrop's saying this morning. Welcome from the Spam Growers Association of Hawaii. Yeah, the Spam Growers Association over in Hawaii. Indeed. Actually, uh, let's see, it's 9 o'clock here. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. Good time to call Terry Waldrop. It is a good time to call him because actually, if you remember... Was it two years ago mm-hmm. when he went over there? He actually called into the show. Yes. Uh, I think it was this, this, the day after he got there, just like today. And I said to him, what in the world are you doing calling the show? And he said, because of the time difference, he said, man, he said, I've been awake since like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I think uh, he told me there, there's a way you combat jet lag. He said, you basically don't sleep for the first two days you're there. And well, then- you especially don't sleep on the plane on the way over. Yes. Uh, and uh, and then you've got to stay up right. to about the same time, even if you stay up there the first night till 2 or 3 in the morning. Uh, you've got to do that because then it would be around 10 or 10.30 central time to your body. It's acclimating. And, and mind, yeah, yeah, to be able to, to make it there. Well, welcome to The Edge here this morning. On uh, Sports Talk 97.7, brought to you by Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545, best pet care anywhere on the planet. They are located at 165 North in Monroe. Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana-based attorney specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, don't delay. Call Bobby today, and you can call Bobby today at 342 342- one four one one and pamper the special person in your life at Spa Nouvelle on Lammy Lane in Monroe, eight oh seven ten eighty. And or you can, you can his, or you can get a gift certificate from Spa Nouvelle if yes. you're in the doghouse, which we highly recommend. Yes, or to not even get into the doghouse. Yes, to um, build up some credit. Let's put it that way. Well, we had our day. Mark, uh, Sunday Father's Day. Yeah, which is uh, you know, that's that's got to last us. Uh, we got to get all the uh. All we can out of that day for a whole year because, you know, it's it's going to be the ladies' time of year. And Spa Novell is a good way to accomplish that goal, to, to, to stay, as you say, out of the doghouse. And you can get us on the Ouachita Valley Credit Union text line and hotline, 888-993-7762. I want to start out today, Jamie. I want to um, talk about what is wrong and what is well, I shouldn't say wrong. What is negative and what is positive about soccer? Oh, okay. Well, well we've got the World Cup. Cup you know, right we just now. had a riveting match between Japan and Colombia. A two-to-one final. Which Japan won two-to-one. Um, so everybody in Japan is all hyped up. Uh, but, you know, the biggest criticism, and I know it's part of the game, but the biggest criticism, especially in the United States, with the interest of soccer, uh, especially when the World Cup comes around, is the fact that there's hardly any scoring. You know, there's a bunch of people that have joked around that the reason that the players go so crazy when they score 
and run around and slide on their knees and take shirts off and all that is that it happens so rarely <laughs> that, that they have to celebrate because it doesn't happen very often. That uh, you, What you see the celebrations in soccer is usually what happens to me when someone accepts a date from me. Yes, I run around and <laughs> take your shirt off. Take my shirt off, roll, put my knees on the grass is because somebody has said yes. Uh, I will allow you to spend three hundred dollars on me. So uh, that is uh, that is true. Uh, it is the world sport, and it is. Uh, I think Portland and Senegal are up next, but it is. Uh, you can't help but appreciate. There you go, sliding on the knee. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's, that commercial is that, hilarious. That is, yes. Where the guy slides all around the ball, all around the ballpark, or Absolutely. the pitch, I guess, if you could say. I but wish I could do that. That's a hilarious commercial. It is indeed. Look at him. Yeah, he's going out. He's but, dancing. It's a Geico commercial. It's yeah, funny. You could say 15% or more. But uh, also, you could uh, could watch this World Cup soccer and go, what am I uh, What am I getting out of this? Is this uh, – is this time I can get back? But you can't help but appreciate the athleticism. Well, the and, the uh, main point that I wanted to get to about the the scoring part of mm-hmm. it is, you know, that's one of the reasons why it's not as popular in the United States because it's kind of, you know, I mean, there's a lot of – they're running around, but a lot of times they're not really doing anything except passing the ball around. And I think – I went back and looked, and I think there's only been two – there's only been two matches so far – and they're getting close to completing the first match for everybody. And there's only been two matches where there's been more than two goals scored. Uh, there was uh, Panama lost to Belgium yesterday, three to nothing. And then the Portugal Spain game was, uh, I believe, three to three. Uh, so those are the only ones that have had more than. There's been a few with two. England had won two to one yesterday in this Japan victory, two to one. But most of the games have either been one, 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 two, one, one. nothing, yeah. or uh, I think there's been a one or two that were scoreless uh, as well. So, you know, that's one of the kind of the negatives about it. But I wanted to get also to the positives. I was watching last night, and there's two, there's two, two different things I wanted to touch on. The first one is the, the the extreme feelings that the players have about playing for their country. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is for these for most of the countries, this is like the not just the Super Bowl, it's like the ultimate of the Super Bowl. It's like the Super Bowl times 5. I mean, what we you know, everything that we throw into the Super Bowl and Super Bowl Sunday and all the hype around it and how many people watch and all of that. For a lot of these countries, the World Cup is, like I said, the Super Bowl times five, maybe even times ten. And yesterday, this really struck me uh, about, especially with, and we're not going to get into the political part of it, but with all the, you know, having people protest the national anthem and kneel and doing all this crazy stuff that people have been doing to disrespect symbols of our country that represent our freedom and all of that. They had a little piece on the best player for Panama and they showed, they showed this piece on the guy. Well, you know, then the teams come out and usually they have kids with them and stuff, uh, which I always like too. 
But they showed this guy during his national anthem. And they hadn't won a game, and this was before the game. And it's their best player. So it's somebody that in Panama is very revered and famous, okay? And they show a close-up of the guy, and he's got tears coming down his face. Yeah, openly weeping. Yeah, yeah, openly crying during his national anthem before their game started. And it really struck me that uh, about the, the passion and how much this kind of thing means to some of these countries. And it doesn't have to be a big country or a small country. Now, of course, Panama, you know, hasn't been in the World Cup that often. So it is a big deal for them uh, as far as the country is concerned. It was a national holiday, I think, yesterday when they when they played their match. But uh, that's what I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit was the, the passion that these people, these guys have, even the players, uh, and as revered as they are in their country, for for that kind of for that kind of player, the the best player on their team, to have that kind of passion to openly show it uh, before the game started when they had that close up of him, I just thought that was something. Well, and I think you can see the passion of the fans as well. I mean, uh, you know, we saw the Japan match right before this one, and uh, you know the way they dress up and. You think about it, uh, and, and we've said this often, um, Mark, we're, we're a very much an imperfect union. I mean, I think we'll all be admitting to that. And we're, there's, we love living here, but there's things about this country that are not perfect that we need to work on. I think that, that's, that's fair. But, but there are people that don't have the freedoms we enjoy, players representing countries in, in the World Cup, that don't have the freedoms we enjoy, and they are weeping openly to in, for the opportunity to represent their country. Now, some of these countries like that they come from, I'm thinking, oh my, are they all are this same team going to be able to come back in five years because their government may, you know, knock them off or something? I say that as a little bit of a, uh, I know that's a little far fetched, but but don't think it hasn't happened. And um, so you have to think that what we, I think it's a lesson. This is what the World Cup is, is, I'm getting out of this, is the joy of representing one's country, the opportunity, the pride. And we think in terms of only us, you know what? We're a great country, but Japan thinks they're great too, and they're proud to represent their country. So what is this? What are we getting out of this? I think is almost as important as the scores itself. And like you said, yes, we don't get excited about three to nothing or 10 to three football games either. We don't necessarily like that, and there's not enough score. But look at the other things that are going on. Uh, and John has brought this to mind. Look around the stadium. Look at the, the passion of the fan base. Look at other things. If you don't know much about the sports, like, granted, Mark and I don't, but you can appreciate and, and look at the things going on outside of the, the field of play itself, the, the, fashion, the uh, passion of the fan base, the passion of the players. Uh, here's Japan running off after scoring that goal. So it's, it's important – to take some lessons, I think, from this World Cup that go beyond the playing field. Panther fan Texas on the Washtenaw Valley Credit Union text line says, I don't think the number of points scored equates to the level of excitement. Many people who slam soccer as boring likely haven't invested the time to watch an entire match. Uh, that's very possible. Uh, but, you know, you said, Jamie, too, that for some reason – even and I don't and I personally don't like this theory either that a uh, 
a 10 to 3 nobody likes a 10 to 3 football game in the NFL uh, because oh well you know that nobody mm-hmm. scored and it was kind of boring and you know people slam baseball for the same thing mm-hmm. well I don't want to watch a one to nothing game well you know if you knew what was going on in and out of a, a one to nothing game usually in a one to nothing game not only do you have great pitching but most of the time there's usually a lot of really uh, stellar defensive plays in the in a game that keeps the score one to nothing but we we tend to uh we tend to not see uh, low scoring things at all in any sport um as as being boring i mean basketball is yeah. no different yeah i mean it's i don't take that as is a as a necessarily a, a knock on soccer how many because, times you know, we have, like to see scoring how That's many just, times when they were really good 10 years ago uh, five to ten years ago, when the Spurs were basically on top of the league for those all those years, how many times have have people said, "Well, you know, the Spurs—they're just kind of boring uh, because their games are in the '80s, you know, low '90s and '80s, and they play a lot of defense, and you know, they're not flashy and and like that." And people would always say, even on talk shows, "Well, you know, I hope the NBA's hoping the Spurs don't make it because." Uh, the ratings will be down because they're not an exciting team to watch. Well, um, I'll, I'll grant you that you know scoring is not the end all and the do all, but it is important, I think. And uh, but you can appreciate. I mean, there, even though there isn't, there's a lot of strategy, obviously, that's going on. And those who really follow soccer and are aware of it know that uh, and can appreciate that better than it. I'm openly acknowledging. I don't. I can't really appreciate. Uh, what really goes in from a strategic standpoint and everything, but I know it from what I understand, a lot of it's going on and I can appreciate that. I can appreciate the athleticism, but what I'm getting out of this world cup is more so the, the passion again of the fan base, the appreciation of country by the players. Uh, it is, it's called the world cup for a reason because it unites, you know, countries from without. And I, you know, do I wish the U S was in it? Sure. But it doesn't necessarily mean you can't appreciate, uh, you know, the play of the other teams, and it, it exposes us. What's good is it exposes us to different cultures, to different styles of play, and uh, let's appreciate it for what it is, even though I'm looking at the starting lineup for <laughs> Poland and I cannot pronounce one name. I there. was going to say, uh, I, there's I can, two people because I do. I think as, a ribus I can handle and a gasicki, I think. As most other people, that, as most up. of our listeners know, you know, I do baseball yes. and, and football in a play-by-play and color version i really admire there's two types of announcers that i admire more than anybody one is the soccer guys yeah the second is the hockey guys in fact in hockey it's even harder because the the play is so fast Mm -hmm. they're skating around so much and you know shooting the puck around to each other and and all of that for those guys to be able to rattle off those european names and even some of the canadian french names you know, just like that, like a snap of the finger uh, as they're calling the game to me is just absolutely amazing. And then, as you said, they had Poland's roster uh, starting lineup up there. It's and, Senegal, and I can't do much better with that. And uh, there was a lot of C's, Z's, and K's <laughs> in, in that Poland lineup. Uh, so There's an Njai I can pronounce, Alfred Njai, number 13. So in, those, yeah. those soccer guys, they also do a good job uh, pronouncing a lot of the names from some of the foreign country 
for some of the foreign country players. Now so. I know why Lionel Messi and Ronaldo are so uh, – well, it's, it's the only two we can pronounce. That's, <laughs> That's why they're known by one name. That's right. It's a lot easier that way. Exactly. Let's go ahead and take our first break here on The Edge, and Jamie and I will return right after this. Don't forget that G.B. Cooley – Reminds you to support a worthwhile cause in Louisiana, and that is the Louisiana Special Olympics. Be right back. I want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals, and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Hi, I'm Chris Colbert, owner of Premier Autoplex in Farmerville, and I want to save you time and money. Introducing our upfront pricing program. Make that short drive to Farmerville and you pay what we pay. That's right, you pay what we pay. Plus, get all applicable rebates on many new vehicles, some as much as $10,000 off. We're Northeast Louisiana and Southern Arkansas's Premier Chevy Buick GMC dealer. So come see us at Premier Autoplex, 1001 Sterlington Highway in Farmerville, or shop online at MyPremierChevy.com. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call one 800 345-6644. On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Business is great at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. With our industry thriving and business better than ever, our manufacturers have huge backlogs and longer wait times to get homes. And at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City, you won't have to wait. We are stocking over 90 extra homes with more on the way that are identical to our lighted and decorated show models and ready for immediate delivery. Our volume pricing will save you thousands off MSRP. Who would have ever believed that in 2018 you could buy a brand new four-bedroom, two-bath home for only $36 a square foot. Check out our photo gallery at TillysHomes.com or follow us on Facebook. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. 
Welcome back to The Edge. Mark Kramer, Jamie Foxx here with you, along with John Tabor. We wish we could hit up Terry Walter sometimes, but, <laughs> yeah. but we can't this morning. Yeah, we can't, unfortunately, as he uh, is over on the islands today. Hopefully he doesn't encounter any kind of, even though it's on a different island, hopefully uh, no volcanoes get him. That's true. As uh, Maybe he's up watching the World Cup. We don't know. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> um Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. Uh, we have another text here from uh, Bienville Richie. Slow-paced sports like baseball and football are very boring with lack of scoring. Hey, didn't know he was rhyming either. Fast-paced sports like hockey and soccer aren't really affected by the low scores because there's action all over the place at all times. Now, I would agree with the hockey part of it because hockey – I think one of the things for soccer, it's on such a huge field. You know, it's bigger, a little bigger than a football field. Uh, so you've got people way spread out all the time. Hockey is different in the respect that it's in a small, very small venue. Mm-hmm. And so the guys don't have – they have to be fast-paced because there's not any place else to go. And so they're skating around quickly all over the place. So uh, the hockey definitely uh, – is is exciting and the the scoring the scoring doesn't necessarily affect the effectiveness and entertainment value of hockey because you've always got guys skating around and scoring and getting getting knocked up against the boards and people flipping everybody with their stick and, and you can always look forward to the fights the fights and yes. then the penalty box and yeah all kind of I don't stuff. understand hockey either but it's a fascinating sport it really is and fast paced to his point so uh, you don't necessarily have to have a lot of scoring, and uh, Kenny sends in a <laughs> Kenny sends in his own little cartoon here yes. that shows a uh, ter- a, a stick man Terry Waldrop running from a volcano <laughs> lava flow, <laughs> and he says, "This is Terry Waldrop on vacation." <laughs> yes. well, it's his fault for going to Hawaii. Yes, so we won't. Uh, by the way, they did have an active one over some. I don't know, but uh, anyway, I'm sure it'll find Waldrop at some point. But he is. Uh, Flying Hawaiian uh, basketball camp. He's been doing this for quite some time and has a nice – I don't know how he does this. You know where a lot of his campers come from? Are you ready for this? Yeah, he told me, Minnesota. And Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah. Yes. Maybe we can all, when he gets back – well, there's another soccer lady. Who is this? I don't know. We're very That's impressed. It's a different game. We are very impressed so far with Fox's coverage of uh, – Soccer, but they're they're commentators. Unlike Not, unlike the golf, the female commentators specifically, um, they've done a very good job there, and uh, so there alone is worth watching. Uh, Poland and Senegal go at it here shortly. I think this is we're still in our warm up period. Uh, that's a nice looking outfit there, by the way. Well, they, they've got that good looking uniforms. Yeah, they've got some nice sure. looking unis here. And people are going, who are these two rednecks talking about? <laughs> trying to talk about? So- You're right. You're right. We don't we don't know what we're, but we're enjoying it here in the studio. And uh, Timothy texts in yes. on the on the Washita Valley Credit Union text line. Thanks for all the texts this morning. He says one of the reasons there are so few goals in the World Cup is a lot of the time one team is significantly more talented than the other, which causes the less talented team to change the style from being focused on the attack to focus more on defense. They will drop all 11 players behind the ball to make it hard as possible for the opponent to score. It's called 
parking the bus. You sell out everything to defend, and when they win the ball back, then they try and let's see, it's continued up here. Hold well, on. Based by based upon the scores we've had at this point, I would say he's he's right on there. There's a lot of I would say this is a defensive. This is a long text. Yes. Uh, they get a let's see, it's a cheap goal on a counterattack, and they steal the game one to nothing. That's how Mexico beat Germany for the most part, and how Switzerland was able to tie Brazil. Brazil had 20 plus shots. But with the Swiss having 11 guys behind the ball, most of the shots were blocked before they made it to the goalkeeper and were taken with three guys around them, and they couldn't be accurate. I want to bring in our resident soccer expert, Mr. John Tabor. Uh, what do you think about uh, – I mean, I think that's a very true statement, uh, even though that was a long text from Timothy. Um the the defensive part of it, John. Well, that, that about was a, doing that, that. Well, that was a great point about mm -hmm. lesser teams mm -hmm. basically going into a defensive shell where they may play one guy up high, and the other ten just backed. You know, instead of having a four man line in the back and maybe four guys in the midfield and two up top, they may have one single guy up top and then run like a five and five, and really pack it in and hopefully get a, a lucky long ball and. Maybe that one guy you have up top sneaking behind their back line on a counter. But packing in and just almost where the mindset is a draw is a point and you're winning that point in itself. Even though technically you don't win the game, if you're a lesser, uh, you know, a huge underdog, just getting a draw and getting a single point for the result is kind of a win in itself. So it, it changes the tactics and it can frustrate a team like a Brazil that is the exact opposite of that free flowing loose play wide like to use space and, and speed more than just you know kind of punching you know attrition you know it's 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 more of a it's the beautiful game when when you see the Brazilians out making passes and and using angles leading it's really fun to watch and then sometimes Swiss was a good example they're more of a much more structured, defensive-minded, you know, just kind of use attrition to wear out a team and then maybe try to catch a lucky, you know, break counterattack later on in the game. So having those different contrasting styles is part of the allure of watching the game where every team's got top-flight athletes and some have more better than others, and then you go into the coaching and the schematics and, and with, with what form is better than the other, it – it's part of the allure of the tournament, I think. Yeah, I know that they're – I know the way that they have the qualifying. You know, they have all these kind of regional qualifiers throughout the world, and they take so many teams from each, you know, each place where they – but that's one of the criticisms is that not always uh, are the are the better teams always make it. Uh, just no, like, you, like, you don't have the 32 best teams in the world play. Right, and the reason I say that – is of course uh, you know, and I know the United States team is you know, this this year is not the greatest in the world, but uh, there the to back that up and some of the criticism of of how the teams are selected is the fact that uh, look at Panama. We've talked about them earlier. Panama uh, lost three to nothing to Belgium yesterday. Panama has not scored a goal in a calendar year. Now think about that; they have not scored a goal 
in 365 days, whether it was a qualifier, a friendly against another uh, against another country. I mean, just imagine that they've gone. A, the team, the national team, has gone an entire year without scoring a goal, yet they're playing in the World Cup. Now, a lot of people that are soccer haters would look at something like that and go, wait a minute, that's one of the things that's that's wrong with this. That, that can be a little deceiving as well, though, because they did score goals within the World Cup qualifying enough and had enough good results to make the World Cup. But the last seven or eight months, the friendly, I'd have to go and look at their who they've played, but chances are they've beefed up their schedule in friendlies to try to prepare for better competition that, quite frankly, they're not as good as. You know, you, you look at a team like Panama, it's their first World Cup appearance. So they're just happy to be there, and they'll be the first ones to tell you. And it showed in the way they played. They played hard. They played probably to the best of their ability against Belgium. They just didn't just don't have enough. Belgium's just better. They're just playing better. Yeah. But yet, Panama's in the World Cup, whereas a team like the Netherlands or Italy, who are thought of as traditional soccer powers, are not in the World Cup because they weren't good enough in their respected qualifying pods to make it this time around. Yeah. Um, Tyler texts in and says, soccer is not fun despite what the world thinks. <laughs> Lots of running around and no reward. Count me out. That's Tyler. That's Tyler. Thank you, Tyler, for your text. Thanks for all those. We've had a lot of texts already this morning. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff here on The Edge. Let's go ahead and take a break. And when we return, give you, give you this to chew on during the break. Is it a good thing for some of the smaller universities to have the flagship university in your state come and share a football camp with you? We'll talk about that issue when we return here on The Edge. We'll be right back. How do you like to spend your weekend? All work, no play? Get the most out of summer with a Hustler Raptor starting at $25.99. Here's Richie McKinney. Hustler mowers are built stronger and perform faster, allowing you more time to do the things you love. Right now, McKinney's has the Hustler Raptor for only $25.99. That's with a 42-inch welded steel deck and 22-horsepower Kohler engine, and you can finance with 0% for 42 months. Stop by McKinney's today, your outdoor superstore in Ruston, model number 935742, financing for qualified buyers. This is Steve Brennan with Brennan Dodge inviting you to our moving sale. We're moving into our new dealership and we've got to reduce what we have to move. We've got 18 Journey SE with black top edition and popular equipment group for only $19.9. 18 Chargers with the black top appearance is only $24.9. Get an 18 Chrysler 300 Touring for only $25.9. And get an 18 Jeep Cherokee Latitude Plus for only $19.9. We've also got great deals on demos, so don't miss our moving sale and huge discounts at Brennan Dodge and Ruston. Some fireworks, huh? You feel that? I guess not. Too late for him, I guess. If he'd have lived through it, he could have been down off that back hole by now, maybe thinking about a cold one after work. Too late for him. But there's still time for you. Call 811 before you dig. Wait for the site to be marked. And always, always dig with care. LA One Call. I am Jessica Ledoux, member and employee for Washita Valley Federal Credit Union. Becoming a member of Washita Valley is much easier today. 
Memberships are now open to anyone who lives, works, worships, attends school, or owns a business in any of our seven parishes that we serve. Our goal is to offer you personal banking and to make sure you're getting the best rates possible. Washita Valley currently serves Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, and Richland Parishes. We know you have a choice when it comes to your finances, and to us, you're not just a member. So if you live, work, worship, attend school, or own a business in Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, or Richland Parish, let Washita Valley provide you with excellent service and secure financial well-being. Membership eligibility required. Member NCUA. Bored with a dead-end job? Ready for a change? How about an exciting career in real estate? Coldwell Banker Group One Realty can guide you through every step from real estate school to an enjoyable and profitable career. Our initial interview will give you the honest facts, good and bad, you need to know to make an informed decision. Call Daryl or Paula Beasley or Brian Avera at 362-0007. Coldwell Banker, the most trusted name in real estate. Each office independently owned and operated. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Showers and thunderstorms in the forecast for today with the high of 87 degrees. Cloudy skies with a 30% chance of rain on tonight, a low 72. Showers and thunderstorms in the forecast again on tomorrow and a high of 87 degrees. Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And it's fun, too. I'm <laughs> telling you. It's a three to two to one, but it's, it's still fun. It is fun. Jamie and I get into this gig without scoring a goal. Yeah, well, we would be the Panama. If we were We're the Panama team. of sports talk radio. <laughs> yes, we would be. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> People are going, yes, that's right. They this, are the Panamals. This crazy it. show is brought to you by <laughs> Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, and you can reach Bobby and his staff at 342-1411 and Spa Nouvelle in Lammy Lane in Monroe, 807-1060 is their number. Again, we've had a lot of texts this morning. You can get us on the text line or the hotline, Washita Valley Credit Union. Wanted to talk about, you know, the the LSU just came up and, and shared, uh, Coach O was in the area, shared a, 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 one of those camps with, with Tech and a couple other schools. And uh, some talk about throwing, just throwing it out there, some talk about, you know, is this really a good thing for, you know, even if ULM was involved or ULL uh, down in South Louisiana, to bring in the flag to be able to – now, it's one thing if you go to their place because then you're getting a little more – you're getting a little more exposure in a different part of the state. But you're already you're already competing against a flag your flagship uh, university in your state, whatever state it happens to be. And um, so is bringing them to your area, is bringing them to your area, is that kind of counterproductive? A lot of people I've heard, 
you know, a little bit of grumbling. Well, what's LSU doing up here in our, you know, our, our neck of the woods? Coach O was here. Mm-hmm. You know, he came up with a couple of his coaches and and was part of the was part of the camp and all of that. But I've I've just kind of heard some of those rumblings from from people about uh, you know, hey, they already kind of have a, a clamp down on the state's best players. Uh, why should we give them any more extra exposure by, you know, having them come up and do and share in camps in different different parts of the state uh, where uh, our local universities would like to keep the best players uh, as close to home as possible? Okay. Uh, let me give you what I think LSU and Coach O's perspective is and as opposed to what's been in the past and why they would be up here. Uh, Coach O's gone on record as saying, and, and if you know what's happened in the past with Alabama and other schools coming in here and getting players, if Coach O cannot get a player or LSU cannot get a player, he wants them going to a Louisiana school. He said that. He's gone on record as saying that. That's why in the past they've never held a camp with Tulane. Now they do on Tulane's campus. And kids that are recruiting. Coach O is – is very, very acutely aware of losing players to out-of-state schools. That's the emphasis behind it. Chances are, too, by the way, that LSU, Tech, and ULM are not necessarily – they may make overtures toward the same player, but chances are that player eight out of ten times is going to choose LSU over a state school. It doesn't mean that it's not always that way, but um, a kid may want to go. I mean uh, – uh, I think Tech got a kid out of uh, Livonia a couple of years ago that was recruited by Michigan. Baker, I think, was his last, and may still be with the. But so it's possible, and that's what Coach O and, and LSU wants to see. They would rather see a kid, not necessarily. They may start on him early and maybe fall off of him for reasons that maybe they they filled their scholarship uh, limitations at that particular position. He would much rather see a kid end up at Tech or ULM or Grambling or Nichols or anywhere other than Alabama, I have to play against him. And that's the emphasis behind it. Coach O is a Louisiana – it's gone on record. I mean, and this is how I feel about it. I'd much rather see a kid stay in the state, play for someone out besides LSU, than have to play against him. I mean, look, let's be honest. I mean, look how many guys have gone to Alabama. And beaten LSU. Landon Collins, Cam Wright. We can go on all day long. Don't give me time to go back seven years because I can do it and tell you the players – who have left this state and come back and, and beaten LSU. Coach Orgeron's tired of it. I'm tired of it as a fan, not necessarily of LSU, but of uh, Louisiana schools as a whole. I'm tired. I don't mind losing, but I don't want them getting. I don't want getting beat by kids from our own backyard. I remember having. Uh, we were one of the first ones on on the sports company, Sean, uh, to have Coach Holtz on mm-hmm. when he got hired at Louisiana Tech. And that was one of the first things, to your point, Jamie, that was one of the first things that he talked about was, hey, we're going to draw a circle mm-hmm. with in 150 miles, you know, we're going to put a dot on Ruston and we're going to draw a circle 150 miles around Ruston and we're going to try to get every, you know, Division One high-quality player within that circle. And then if we have to, we would work out from there but they wanted to work within that circle. And, of course, you know, that includes, obviously, the whole state of Louisiana and uh, East, Te- East Texas, central to southern Arkansas, and over into most of Mississippi. 
Yeah, well, if you and if you notice the other day, uh, they did go beyond that radius. They picked up a kid from uh, Marietta, a good linebacker, three-star, uh, out of the Atlanta metro area. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know if it'll hold. I mean, it, but as of this time, the kid's committed to, uh, I believe he's from Marietta, committed to outside linebacker, committed to Tech. Uh, so they have gone into Georgia before. They have gone outside of the state to get players. But to your point, Mark, primarily the recruiting area is East Texas, South Arkansas, the Little Rock, Mississippi, uh, Jackson over. You can get enough good players, and obviously Coach Holt's record and the Bulldogs' record the last few years have proven you can be successful. And I know they've also branched out now that yeah. uh, they have, uh, whether it's through somebody that had a lot of connections there that's on the staff now, but they've really started hitting. Of course, the Dallas-Fort Worth area has always been a, a good uh, breeding ground and recruiting ground for uh, for Louisiana Tech. But also now they're hitting Houston very hard. Yeah, and I mean, I, the, the numbers are there. In Dallas and Houston. I mean, you know, uh, Rice and Houston and, and everybody, they can't sign everybody in their backyard. Um, there's that many players that are, that are available to schools like Tech and ULM and, and Grambling. And, uh, but to getting back to a little bit about why LSU is doing this, to some it may be, well, th- look at the schedule this year. Uh, LSU, right, wrong, or indifferent, if you're – I came from a state – uh, moved back from a state that did, would not play the state schools. University, the flagship station uh, school over there, well, actually you got two, Auburn and Alabama. But Alabama generally does not like to play the state schools. Um, and Auburn doesn't necessarily schedule a lot of them either, but they do have some. LSU, Skip Bertman, several years ago, made a statement, and it, so far it is held true. He said, nothing against the Utah State. Utah State's a great school. But why should we bring in Utah State, pay them a million dollars when we can pay Southeastern, Tech, ULM, state tax-supported universities? Why can't we pay them the money, keep the money in-state, and support the local schools? Because we have the resources to pay that kind of game guarantee. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, you've seen this year that uh, ULM's having to go to uh, uh, A&M and Ole Miss, and they're going to surpass two million. Tech's playing Mississippi State in LSU this year. So, I mean, those those kind of games are – the hope is you can get those to one or two a year, game guarantees. Uh, but that's – the thought process I think is very – one of the few things we've done right in Louisiana we can thank Skip Bertman for is that, that LSU does play the state universities. Now, granted, it may not be your, your marquee game you want to see, but when you go to that game, you realize in your state tax dollars are staying in state, supporting other – state-supported universities. To me, that makes a lot of sense, and that's why I think going all over the state having satellite camps is not a bad idea. What do you think? Well, uh, like I said, I just wanted to throw that out there as a talking point because you do have people on both sides. Some people really like it, and other people think that you shouldn't give, the, that the flagship school has already got a leg up on you anyway, so not don't give them any more exposure. Um, Danny texts in and says, in reality, the schools up here don't really compete with LSU, but it does bring exposure to the schools up here to South Louisiana. And see, that's the that's the kind of the theory or the concept on the other side of the argument is that uh, with, for example, you know, down at that with the advocate running an article, hey, LSU coach O's up in North Louisiana at, at Louisiana Tech or ULM or Grambling. And 
they're doing these camps and stuff, then that gives the schools here uh, some kind of um, exposure and publicity in a newspaper article or even online or whatever down there that they wouldn't normally get. Right, and I think it's exposed the Baton Rouge kids to Ruston. I mean, yeah, they signed a, uh, with the Smoke Harris kid from was it East Feliciana or West Feliciana? East Feliciana. East Feliciana. No, West Feliciana. West Feliciana. I mean, those, I mean, Tech's got a pipeline going there now uh, to kids who, I mean, granted, I mean, they may go to LSU if offered, but uh, now you've got kids from, they've gotten kids from Scotlandville all over the Baton Rouge metro area. So, uh, uh, Dutchtown. Dutchtown. So you get an opportunity. Uh, to get expo- you're exposing your kids that and that's what coach Orgeron really wants is he wants number one the kids to get scholarships the hope is that if they don't are are not offered by LSU that they will stay in state and play for the state supported universities and I think that's uh that's the reasoning behind it I think if you ask him right now he would say that I, I mean I'm just quoting what he said I mean he wants kids to stay in state he doesn't want to have to he's he's tired of losing kids to alabama and other places nothing against i mean alabama speaks for itself i mean they're strong but i mean let's be honest alabama can go to canada now and get the best player out of canada but i mean you're seeing there you all you got to do is look at their recruiting class they're getting kids from baltimore philadelphia all over maryland especially they got the two right now the university of alabama believe it or not has the two number one and number two players out of the state of maryland alabama so they really don't need Louisiana players, well, you know, but they've the, gotten them. Yeah, and the, yeah. that's a good point because oh. a lot of the schools now, uh, of course, we have an athletically rich group of kids in Louisiana in all the sports. But now to stay atop the top level in the nation, especially in football, you see schools like Alabama now recruiting nationwide where – they were more regional before. Right. Uh, but you see them now because of the national exposure, because everybody's on television all the time, because of the Internet and and Facebook and uh, YouTube and being able to see stuff, um, you know, with just a click of a mouse or the touch of a, uh, a remote on a television. You can watch everything that everybody does in any part of the country. And so you've got teams like Alabama now that are recruiting nationally. It's not unusual, for example, to see uh, on the flip side, you go up to schools like Notre Dame and Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, and you see guys, you see their roster littered with people, with kids from Georgia, Florida, Mm -hmm. Texas, uh, because there's so much talent to go around, uh, even California as far as that goes. There's enough talent to go around for all these teams to be able to get these good players from out of state, out of their state, and uh, be able to just stockpile talent uh, that they where they're not relying just on their region. No, I mean, all you, it takes a simple look at Notre Dame's roster. In, they are in South Bend, Indiana. The number of players on Notre Dame's roster from Indiana is maybe numbers less than four. Yeah, they probably if, unless they're from Indianapolis yeah. or South Bend. Uh, more than likely, they don't have many people on there. They do get some kids from Indianapolis, but yeah. other than that, probably you're probably right. So. It's a nationwide recruiting base, and now, uh, so it's important. But a, a state with only four million people, uh, it's it's absolutely vital that Louisiana keeps their kids at home. About to wrap things up here on the edge here on this Tuesday. 
Jamie and I will return here on 97.7 to wrap up the show right after this. Do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor. He can make it real in a Ford. Save big money on a car or truck. Friendly service, folks you can trust. We put good people behind the wheel. Jim Taylor Ford, we're making it real. Hey, Louisiana, do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor. He can make it real. Get it real. Jim Taylor deal at Jim Taylor Ford Lincoln in Ruston. This summer, Johnny's Pizza House introducing the new Smokehouse Pulled Pork Pizza. You pulling my pork? Uh, no. We're not pulling your... Hey, the dad's a guy say they have a new pizza. The new Smokehouse Pulled Pork Pizza is only here for the summer, so be sure to... What do you mean it's only here for the summer? It'll be gone by the end of summer. The new Smokehouse Pulled Pork Pizza. Well, maybe I want it after the summer. Uh, let's just wrap this up. Johnny's Pizza House. Let's share a slice. Hi, Kevin from High Tech. The latest cyber attack has already infected hundreds of thousands of computers in over 150 countries, brought down hospitals, railroads, banks, and even Federal Express right here in the U.S. Are you concerned that you may be vulnerable to the latest cyber attack? Then don't wait. Give us a call at 255-1110 and we'll provide guidance on how you can verify that you're secure. We also have checklists on our website at solutionsbyhitech.com or find us on Facebook. Have you ever experienced the pain of hunger? There are thousands of people in our area that experience that hunger every day. The Food Bank of Northeast Louisiana's mission is a hunger-free Northeast Louisiana, and they can do it with your help. This is Eldante Osborne with the Boys and Girls Clubs of North Central Louisiana asking you to consider helping the Food Bank. To find out more ways, visit fbnela.org. At Rocket Fast, our immaculate grounds, friendly attendance, and the most free vacs anywhere will let you know that we care. Get more for your money with our exclusive bug wash prep stations, wall of foam, colorful soaps, and LED light show for a fun car wash for everyone. And with our Fast Pass, you can wash as often as you want for as little as $19.95 per month. Rocket Fast, the fast and easy way to wash your car. Now with seven locations from Monroe to Shreveport. Pets bring so much joy to our lives. They're loyal, they're protective, and smart. Yet as smart as our pets might be, they can't advocate for themselves, especially in the event of a natural disaster. Hi, I'm Sean Lowe. During Hurricane Harvey, many families were separated from their pets. That's why it's important your pet is part of your family's disaster preparedness plan. Talk to your veterinarian and visit banfieldfoundation.org disaster. Don't save it for a rainy day. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to The Edge. I'm going to wrap things up here on this Tuesday. Jamie Foxx, Mark Kramer, John Tabor here with you. We are not Terry Waldrop. We are not Terry Waldrop. Don't claim to be. Don't necessarily want to be. <laughs> Because we're not as controversial and charismatic as Terry is. Yes. He would say a few other things, but we cannot yeah, say that over the right, air. Right. We can't say those on the air. But uh, 
appreciate Terry trusting us enough, which is kind of skeptical in itself, uh, to do the show while he's gone. So he'll be, uh, we'll be here all this week and the first two days of next week. And uh, so it was nice to hear the professor. I miss the professor. It was good to hear him with Aaron this morning, and he's going to be on with your son this afternoon on the sports company. So glad the professor's back as he's a teacher now. And he's off school, so teacher you know, by school day. teacher of the year for many Ruffin. That's awesome, is this and he deserves year in a row? it. Is I think they got it this year, but yeah, yeah. that's awesome because yeah. he he deserves it. Professor's the man, and uh, so just it's glad. A little, to, little scary to think that he's glad forming young shaping minds, young minds. shaping young minds with the professor. Uh, <laughs> professor takes his job well, seriously. If, if I had a young son or daughter in that elementary age, I'd be more than happy to have. Nick Harrison teaching my kids. You better Absolutely. believe it. And, Absolutely. But it was great to hear the professor this morning uh, on the morning drive with Aaron Dietrich. And he will be on with uh, Sean this afternoon on the sports company. So join them. Russell texts in and says, Woo Pig Suey. Oh, yeah. Hashtag Omahogs. Has <laughs> Russell slept the last two days? I mean, so, they've got. Yeah. Uh, is it Texas Tech tonight? Yes, Texas Tech and Arkansas tonight at Game six, three, six o'clock, weather permitting. They had a real a real weather problem yesterday. If you were watching any of the College World Series and you saw the skies around Omaha, you'd think that the that uh, Dorothy and Toto were about to come down on the out of the skies because the it looked well, like tornado uh clouds and stuff. After the seventh it, inning, the Washington Huskies thought it was a tornado. It was that hit pre- them. yeah, it was pretty rough. Five to five with uh, Oregon State with Washington, and then all of a sudden Oregon State just blew it up and ended up winning 14-5. to So the Washington Huskies are out of the, the first team out of the College World Series. Now this morning, the game from last night that was supposed to be played between um, Carolina and Mississippi State was pushed to this morning. So, uh, well, here in just a few minutes at 10 o'clock, that game will start, I believe. Uh, that's on uh, the regular ESPN. We'll we'll have it on at ten o'clock, and then uh, scheduled at two o'clock is the second of the elimination games with uh, Texas. And who's Texas playing? I forgot. I'm drawing a Florida. Blank. Florida, yeah, yeah, of course. In the losers bracket, of course, yeah. yeah, the number one team. Yeah, so Florida and Texas are supposed to play at two o'clock, and that'll be another elimination game. A real quick Russell text in again what we were just talking about in the last segment. He says, Alabama is giving a scholarship to a 6'7", 340-pound ninth grader. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, not from the state of Alabama either, I don't think. But uh, anyway, they grow him. Uh, and that's uh, obviously that's a, a long way to go before he can uh, sign those papers. But, hey, at least uh, the offer's out there. And uh, last time I checked, Mark, neither you nor myself nor John Tabor was offered a scholarship our <laughs> freshman year in high school. So, I mean, it's kind of like you think, eh, I think I'll just lay back. Uh, speaking of, this was brought up uh, in on the morning drive. There's a kid coming out this year, and I'm sure he's been offered by Alabama and Texas and everybody in between, a kid from the state of Texas. Are you ready? Six, still growing, 6'11", 330, or maybe 350. 6'11", uh, offensive lineman. Uh, how do you throw over that? I mean, you're Drew Brees. It's barely six feet tall. How do you how do you throw over that? Well, you hit you know? him in the back of the helmet a lot. Yeah, I would think <laughs> so. Uh, but anyway, um, not on the I would switch course. him around to defense. 
Yeah, I'd put him in the right in the middle. Go and yeah. switch it around Nose the other tackle. way and say, hey, how can the other quarterback throw over this guy if he's in the throwing lane somewhere? Uh, FS texts in and says, I remember when Michigan basketball uh, did the goodwill tour of Michigan. They played Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, Northern Michigan, and Central Michigan in the same year. Well, good for Michigan. So, yeah, good for them to play all those all those schools in, within the state. Uh, but you're right. I, you know, back to what we were talking about with that, I thought it was um, uh, the, the money part of it. Why should one of the flagship schools not play the in-state schools? And if they're going to give, especially in football, where they give the, the big dollar guarantees and pay one of the schools in the state instead of paying somebody from out of state – uh, to come into Tiger Stadium and play, it just makes sense. Well, and I would talk to my Alabama fans, friends, and and say, why why won't you play Sanford? And and their their response to me was pretty consistent across the board. We have nothing to gain from that. Why do we want to help them? That was their thought process. I said, well, how about goodwill? You know, you may you may gain a fan or two that you know from Troy that is grateful you're playing them and. They didn't see it that way, and uh, but LSU basically, and thank uh, Skip Bertman was the AD at the time that started it. It has not gone away. It doesn't make uh, doesn't make LSU the end all and the do all, but I think that's a good move on their part. Uh, we saw Tulane has come here and played Tech, so I think it's overall uh, your travel costs are lower, your game guarantees don't have to be as large, and uh, and I like the fact that if you're going to pay taxes in the state of Louisiana. Let it stay in state. Real quick, back to what we talked about at the beginning. They're showing the very beginning of the Poland-Senegal soccer match here on our TV. And they're playing the Poland National Anthem. And the players all have their arms around each other. Every single one of it is singing their National Anthem, singing it with passion. Even the coaching staff was standing with their arms around each other. And uh, you could see tears in some of the guys' eyes. This is only the sixth appearance in the World Cup for the Polish national team. And so just another example of what we were talking about uh, with the national pride involved with soccer and the World Cup. That's an, uh, that's an impressive sight right now. Um, I think Senegal's national anthem is up now. Look at both. Uh, every player has his hand over his heart. Uh, young men, look at the, you can tell uh, just a, a beautiful sight of uh, Senegal pride. Uh, and it's a it's what makes the World Cup the World Cup. I think we should all, you want to take something away from this? Watch the uh, pregame ceremonies and the, and the uh, pride of the fans and the players themselves. It's what makes it, uh, to, the, to John Tabor's point, it, this is what makes it America, uh, the world sport. It, it is a beautiful game. Uh, I don't know if I follow it like I should, but I will say this. The pregame ceremonies, the pride of country, it is indeed a beautiful sight. We could take an example from a lot of these countries. That'll do it for us here on The Edge today. We'll be back tomorrow, whether you like it or not. Jamie Foxx, Mark Kramer, and John Tabor, we appreciate you listening to us here this morning on The Edge on Sports Talk 97.7. Don't forget, don't play life safe. Live it on The Edge. We'll see you tomorrow. There must be some kind of way out of here Say the joker to the thief There's too much confusion
Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it on. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday.